Welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kalen. How are you guys doing today? I am doing better than I have in the last couple of days. The last couple of days of work have just really sucked. So I've got a Cider Boys here with me. So I am drinking that. Um, so I have one of their newer flavors, the Banana Bliss. And it is so, so good. Um it it's a strawberry banana apple cider so it, it saying it out loud it doesn't sound the greatest but actually tasting it so so good um oh i just feel like it's been a long week i had a um a surprise 12 thrown at me so uh, Thursday night like I, I should have remembered but I totally didn't because I was only told like a couple hours before like I was only told not even um, 12 hours before my next shift I don't think maybe maybe I was 12, told 12 hours before my next shift but like I got in there and I totally forgot and I woke up early and they're just like, hey, you're working at 12. I'm just like, shit. So I had a lot of trouble staying up until um, 2.30 in the morning and then driving home. So I didn't even fall asleep till about four. So I've just, I don't I'm I'm still getting back to actually sleeping for more than five hours right now so i don't know i uh i started listening to a new audio drama uh called mission to zix z-y-x-x um and it's like a I, i'm not sure i don't think it's 100 percent improvised but it is an improvised audio drama and oh my god i it is so goddamn funny it's holy shit um it's it's i don't i i it's so fucking funny so i'm in i'm in the first season that they're just about to i think put out the uh season finale or the series finale here in a little bit um but I've I found some really good ones lately. Um, I I listened to one the other day that was called The Long Hallway, which is just like short thriller stories. They're, they're only like maybe I think the longest 10 minutes a piece. And it was so good. It was called The Long Hallway. So good. Um yeah, I just I'm hoping that there's more of those. 
Um, it seemed like a lot of the people that wrote for the show were also in with um, to uh, the subscription box to catch a killer or something like that. And uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about trying it out. I don't, I don't know yet, but oh man, sorry, I'm just. I'm still tired. Ah, I had to work till midnight last night, so I'm just, and and I get it. I had more than enough time to sleep. I just, I don't know. Like, as soon as like I can, like I have like semi. I I've got sheer curtains in my room, and so. The sun will hit just right, and I'm awake at that. And you know, I've I've gotten used to it. There's sometimes where I can uh, just sleep out of it. Other times, with Zena laying in the bed with me, she moves to a way where like her paws instantly go into my back, and I'm just like, this is not comfortable at all. I was dead asleep, and now I'm no longer. So, um. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to get out of talking about whatever it is I've gone on for the last, I don't know how long, and, you know, get into our book. So the book that we have this week is Broken Soul by Cindy Pike. Now, I truly cannot remember if I said the author's name or how many books last week. So there are four books in the series. Um, so about Cindy, she is a stay-at-home mom with three kids, a husband, and a cat. She always wished she could be a published author and work until it came true. She is a self-proclaimed oddball. I think, I think, but I think a lot of people, I I include myself in this, are self-proclaimed oddballs too. And I, I absolutely love that she is. So our characters in this are Nora, Kyle, Owen, Heath, Flynn, and damn it, I, I told myself I was going to look up the correct way to pronounce his name because I don't think I, correct, I pronounce it correctly. Now, I always tell myself I'm going to do this beforehand, and then I never do. Yeah, I was going to pronounce it correctly. So, Silas. The first time I ever heard, saw or heard this name was when I was watching Weeds, because the oldest son, his name is Silas. And it might also be in... Um, I think Brothers and Sisters. I think there's a character named Silas in that they call him Uncle Sai. I think so. Um, there is a trigger warning. In this series, there are mentions of rape, physical assault, mental, emotional, emotional, and physical abuse. When we first meet Nora, she's in college, living with her friend Jason, 
she's living the normal college life, going on dates, going to school and all that. Right before the start of college, her mother died in a car accident. Things start to get a little weird with her roommate. He's acting very protective of her when she's on dates. And this comes to a head when she gets home one night. Jason has become obsessed with her and thinks that they are in a relationship and he holds her captive in their apartment and rapes her repeatedly along with physical and mental and mentally abusing her. She's able to get away after three days and he was then sent to jail. She has moved to a different location and is starting and is still going to school. She's getting her degree in psychology and wants to become a psychologist. One night, she goes to a bar after work. Her favorite thing to do is people watch. I mean, whose favorite thing isn't to people watch? Like, I went out with an ex one time, and uh, I was, we were in a restaurant. I was people watching, and he got mad because I was not paying him enough attention to say that relationship did not go on for, I think we dated for another like three months and that was it. If I have to say, if you're on a, if you are on a date with someone and they constantly feel like they need your attention for something, it's no, I, for me, that's a red flag. I don't know if that is for anyone else, but anyway. Um, there's a man at the bar who grabs her uh, without her consent and when she tells him no along with taking him to the floor she she also tells him that no means no and she thinks this is the end of things unfortunately it's not this man follows her outside beats her to the point that she has a fractured knee, dislocated shoulder, facial fractures, and many cuts and bruises. In the hospital, she meets Owen, her doctor, who finds out, who she finds out knows her friend Kyle, her gym partner. She calls Kyle because she needs someone to pick her up for her to be released. She stays with Kyle, and with his and Owen's help, she meets three more of their friends, Silas, a mechanic who is giving her a job while his receptionist is on maternity leave, Flynn, the bar owner and EMT who found her in the alley, and Heath, the owner of a gym that helps with PT and self-defense along with having therapists on staff to help people who have been assaulted in any way. Due to her injury, she's not able to be on her own, so she goes between all the guys' houses and staying with them. During living with them, they trigger her at times without knowing, and they find out what had happened with her and Jason. Now, I will say, once they find out something that does trigger her, they immediately correct themselves and go about the way, go about... uh, what they were trying to do in a way that won't trigger her. Um, one of the ways is uh, standing over her. So what they do is they get on their knees, their hands and knees, and they'll crawl to her, or or something like that. Just and and just like simple things that we don't feel. Or th- 
anyone who's been through any sort of trauma has triggers of some sort and and the people that are with them they learn what their triggers are and then what to do to not um to not trigger them so uh the closest thing that I have to this is when I was 18 I was in a car accident to where um a car backed up and wasn't slowing down uh I was in my mom's car at the time and it hit me um it didn't total my mom's car but I was extremely shaken um I had my then boyfriend in the car with me and it was his side that got hit and uh we we are both okay but for the next uh probably about 2 years any time that I saw a car backing out of a driveway it terrified me to where I would lock up on the while while driving I would just kind of like lock up and get ready to swerve even if there was another car coming on to me it took me oh man it took me a long while to um to move past that okay so uh they also find out what happened to her with Jason and he tells her um After he had stormed out, after she had told him that she had been raped, that his sister had also been uh, raped when she was younger. And it turns out his sister is Sarah, the receptionist who works for Silas. Even though she hears all this, over the next few weeks, she's struggling It's only ever been her looking out for herself. And even when there are people in her life, they always leave her. She's just waiting for the guys to leave, but instead she's the one that leaves them. She spends three days at home most of the time in constant flashbacks. And on the third day, Owen and Kyle come in and check on her. And they find her in the state that she's in where she's hardly eaten. She doesn't look like she showers she's still in the same clothes that she left in um it it wasn't good so they take her back to kyle's house and there she's giving some hard truths from the guys and after this things are going smoother between them She's learning that not everyone leaves. The guys have told her, the guys have also told her that they like to date her. Kyle is the only one who is having a hard time with the sharing aspect. And he hasn't really been around for about two or so weeks. And they really haven't communicated either. There's an envelope that is left for Nora, and in it are pictures of her, sometimes with the guys, and a note that says, no means no, something that she had said to her attacker, um, the one who beat her. 
Later, there's a brick thrown through the window when Nora's by herself. One of the guys gets there as fast as they can. Both times, they call call the detective on her case. And on the second visit, they tell her that they believe that they have the man who had beat her and that they want her to come to the station to look at a lineup. The man that had attacked her is in the lineup, and when they're pressing charges... And when they're done pressing charges against him, they go back to the house. But once they get there, they notice that the door is ajar. And when the guys go to look into the house, they find that one of the dogs had been one of their dogs had been killed and two were injured. And that is the end of the book. So a lot of this, a lot of this first book, it is very slow moving in the it's a very the first book is very slow moving and what I mean by that is you had such a fast pace in the beginning but now that she's injured everything's going at a pace where you know you think these weeks and months are going by to where she by the end of it she's mostly completely completely healed um physically so it's but I really did like this book because it gives us a perspective of things that we normally don't get on other books and I don't I just like how even though all three all all five of these guys are extremely alpha male they can all work together in a cohesive unit uh it seems like a lot of these guys have known each other since they were kids um uh, maybe maybe um teens young adults like they've known each other for years and they have come together to basically they made their own family with each other um i know it said that a couple of the guys had a really rough upbringing so um and in the in the second book when we get into that we'll learn more of how Heath had started flex that is the gem that he owns and we'll learn more about the dogs as well um in the next book i know i didn't really go too much into them but they were brought in close to the end of the book so the next book i'll bring them in and and talk more about them i remember reading this book for the first time and i will say i had struggled reading it i trying to keep my emotions in because this series is so emotional and heartbreaking and it's it's a tough one um we've we've done a few really tough ones on here um that be it at your emotional state so and i and i really think that is what makes such a great book or movie or whatever where it's 
where you have these superly emotionally charged moments that just batter you down. And when you are, when you get out of those moments, you're just like, holy shit, that was amazing. So this is, this is one of them. So. Muse still doing standalones or two books. So like, I, I'm just like thinking, oh no, we can pick our next book. No, I can't. We still have three more books to go through. So um, yeah, I, I think that's all I have for you guys this week. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to find me on social media, you guys can do that on Instagram and Twitter at Not Your Normal Books Podcast. You can also email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Um, any thoughts, feelings, book suggestions, um, anything like that, email me, message me on Instagram. Um, also, please, please, please rate, subscribe, and review. Every little bit helps put me on the charts and helps other people find this podcast. Word of mouth works as well, whatever you guys want to do. So I will see you guys all next week.